Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry. And this is our podcast where we give you a behind the scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics. And please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Broadcasting on emergency channel. Anyone reads, please respond. Hello? Hello? Can anyone hear my voice? Anyone out there, please respond. I hear you. Snarf talk. <laughs> Snarf talk. In the house. You're here. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to a brand new edition of Snarf Talk. Snarf Madness round three. The big round three. Actually, it's round yeah. two. Well, it is round two, but oh yeah, it is the second round. Yeah. So do I label the next episode Starf Madness round one and a half? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, we're back and uh, we are weathering the storm. We are. We will prevail, Christopher. <laughs> Snarf uh, talk will prevail. Just so. like we said in the last two episodes, really. We ain't going anywhere. Yeah, but we like, will things continue. have incrementally got incrementally gotten extremely crazier since then. Yeah, it has quite a bit. Um, <laughs> like in the course of the last five days. Lots of things have changed and not for the better. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't want to be like super doom and gloom because we are the light for people. Yeah. You know, Snarf Talk is the light. But we need to be, we need to be topical. But yeah, topic the topic would be that coronavirus is taking hold. Yeah, yes, uh, it is pretty pretty severely. There was like four hundred and eighty-eight, uh, I think. Yeah, in Illinois now. Yeah, it's basically doubling every day. What's with wait real quick? What's with West Virginia? Because have you noticed West Virginia has reported no cases? Oh, it's all that Mountain Dew. It is. They're all hopped up Mountain, on that Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew's a natural antiviral. I don't know if you know that or not. I, did, I didn't. Yeah, it's basically really. It's a cure all. It's bad for your teeth, but Terrible. it's great for COVID. Wait, are we talking like actual like Pepsi Company Mountain Dew, yeah. or are we talking like White Lightning Moonshine? No, Mountain no, Dew? no. Pepsi Company Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would be. I used to. They do. They do's the do out there. They do's do's the do. <laughs> Uh, Mountain Dew used to be like my life source. It was yeah. like basically my blood. I've been drinking a lot more of the Mountain Dew lately because they came out with Mountain Dew Zero. How is that? It's amazing. Really? It tastes just like Mountain Dew and it's got zero calories. Zero calories, zero sugar, but a shitload of aspartame. That's fine. I don't mind aspartame. Right? I'm mean, assuming that's what... I they... didn't look at what the sweetener was, but uh, I think it's some kind of a mixture. Yeah. Some sort of... Made in a lab sweetener. Yeah, that's fine. I like artificial sweeteners. Okay, but anyway, no. It does every, your body? Yeah, it loves it. I it gets fuel. <laughs> from like, it. it literally fuels my life. Um, but no, they've uh, proceeded to continue to shut down the schools. I've heard pretty uh, pretty good word that we're probably going to see a complete shutdown. Yeah, shelter order for the entire state. Chicago, as of today, said no school all to April twentieth, but. I'm sure that's going to extend. And shelter in place. 
Chicago did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, something along those lines. Actually, I, I didn't catch the whole thing, but the, I did hear the mayor saying, if you are found outside exhibiting symptoms, if you leave your house exhibiting symptoms, there will be consequences. Really? The exact words of the mayor of Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Like, like shoot on the street. That's what I was going to say. Like shoot dead. Like put them down. Wow. Like a diseased person. <laughs> But uh, no, and unfortunately, we just had our first cases uh, in Grundy County and in LaSalle County. Yes. Well, the one in LaSalle County is actually the one in Grundy County that w- had contracted it because she technically, or they technically live uh, in LaSalle County. Okay. But they were in the hospital in Grundy County. Right. So it is, it is a growing menace, um, and it's unfortunate and it's depressing. So we don't really want to talk about it too much. It is. I always look to the bright side of things and I don't worry like normal people because I think I'm dead inside. Um, so I don't know. I'd rather talk about comic book characters myself. So that's what we're going to do. And yeah. uh, hopefully while you're sitting at home in your manda- mandatory shelter in place quarantine, Absolutely. you can get a little bit of light in your life from snarf madness because we're socially distancing ourselves from you yeah through the airwaves are we six feet apart from each other i think we are pretty close yeah yeah i think we're pretty close so we're observing the just don't touch standard rules this office is closed permanently uh, or in indeterminately right indefinitely indefinitely that's the word yeah um so i'm the only one using this office on a normal basis now okay and if um, you're not diseased, I'm fine. Everybody else is working remotely in my company anyway. Yep. Um, the Army Corps of Engineers has drastically decreased their workforce. There's only 25% of the people on Rock Island Arsenal now. Um, our project office only has two people there each day, and it rotates specific days. Um, they're all teleworking, which apparently... So since it's a government agency that we have to use a VPN for our computers, obviously. And there are so many people trying to get on the VPN to work daily. It's shutting everything down and they're having yeah. a terrible time for people to actually work. I talked to our internet <clears> provider <throat> um, the other day, just yeah. randomly ran into him at Menards, which was hustling and bustling. Well, I'm sure it was probably shouldn't have been there. Um, but I had to get parts because right. Did you get toilet paper? No. Oh man. Um, and he said he's never seen traffic like this on his network ever. Really? It's just insane. Just because that's what everybody's doing. Yeah, everybody's doing that. Everyone's pushing everything to the internet because we're sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Well, not me. I, I don't I know. Work. Like, uh, I think like everybody is just, and again, I don't like to be doom and gloom either. And I'm not even saying this to be doom and gloom, but everybody's got this like weird picture in their head. Just like two yeah. weeks from now, this is all going to be over. I think we're going to be in this for several months. Yeah, uh, it'll be several months. I don't think it's going to be like a six to eight month thing. Uh, I don't know. That people have projected. Well, let's just say this. I <coughs> did see some interesting stuff today that was talking about uh, a really promising treatment. Okay. Did you hear about this? I did not. Okay. Well, they've uh, apparently found this uh, really, really, really promising treatment. And the real good news about this is it appears to work. Okay for the most part, in severe cases. And obviously, good in less severe cases, you just get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mainly in the older population, but it appears to be affecting uh, or working on these severe cases. But here's the real kicker. It's just like a generic medication that's been around since the 1950s. It's an anti-malaria medication. Really? Um, it's been around forever. I've actually taken it. Yeah. Um, and it's oh, pr- so you're immune. No, it's like you got to be taking it. 
So um, you're, it's basically it's made from the bark of a tree. It's a derivative of quinine, like from tonic water. Okay. It's called chloroquine or something along those chloroquine. lines. Chloroquine. And um, it's a, an anti-malaria drug, and it's relatively benign. Like if you take it and don't need it, sure. Like it generally doesn't cause huge problems. Um, so apparently, um, it's going through the FDA. It's already FDA approved, and it's already. It's already being prescribed by doctors and has been for years for varying degrees of different things. Um, it's not approved to treat COVID-19, so that's what the FDA is working on now. It's mostly about dosage, but they have, right, they have cut the red tape to allow off-label prescription of it to very ill patients. But only if you're ill. So you can't take it if you, like, as a precautionary thing. As of now, until they complete further FDA testing, that appears to be the way it's going to be. But if you only really need it if you're seriously ill. Um, so we'll see what, you know, but that doesn't mean that there's some stockpile that can uh, well, be right. 150 million people worth, you know. but Exactly, because um, they probably don't have But enough. it's a relatively common medication. Well, that's... That's good. It's promising news. That sounds like an upside. There was also, uh, I was reading a couple um, different two or three drug combinations that a doctor in Italy, or not in Italy, in India has found out, has kind of successfully treated. The problem is you, you can't get really your hopes up because, you know, even if they found something, there wouldn't be a supply. Right. That would not be at this even point. nearing to the point where it would be, you know, it, we would be years away from having a stockpile big enough to right. It would have to all be made, and we don't have that capability at the moment. I get it, um, okay. but anyway, it is promising. So I think there maybe is some good news. I think that's how we get, ultimately get out of this. We find a treatment or get a vaccine. Yeah, there. I don't know if there's really a vaccine at the moment, but there's tons of them in testing. Because with a virus, all you can treat is the symptoms, and like with this specific well, virus, it's like always mutating. Like every three days, it it mutates. That's been the problem, is that it's changing. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's what Amy was talking about tonight. Is that every three days it it mutates, and that's why they're having a problem like tracking it because the virus changes. Huh. Well, anyway. Um, there were a bunch of, there's actually vaccines already now, already like Being, that were developed within two or three months that are already into human testing. Nice. Now we would be years away from having enough of that to do anything with, but it's something. Yeah. At least, I mean, obviously they're doing a lot of work around the clock to try to figure this thing yeah, out. Yeah. I just hope like, um, honestly we can keep really, really keep like not lose sight of not lose the forest through the trees. Is that the word? I um, have no idea. You've never heard that I'm no, saying? No. Not lose the forest through the trees? Not lose sight of the forest through the trees? Right. Not okay. be looking at some future inevitability down the road and cause a, a bunch of damage in the meantime. Right now. Yeah, I gotcha. Like, we got to keep a certain amount of things rolling here. Like, a oh, certain yeah. amount of daily life has to continue to operate. Yeah, I think that will happen. I don't think they will just shut down everything. I think everybody understands that that can't happen. But it's just about... But, but I mean, the unnecessary parts of life can absolutely stop, which they've done. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. We used to have a segment, Christopher, that was called uh, Snarf Recommends. But yeah. We, st we still do have it. Um, I'm going to change it a little bit and say 
like Snarf doesn't recommend. Oh, okay. I have one thing. So you don't recommend COVID-19. I don't recommend COVID-19 in the slightest to anyone. Um, but what else, what I also don't recommend, and I've had about a year to test this out. Um, and what I've tested is the, what's it exactly called? It's called the Amazon fire recast box. You've had a lot of problems with this thing. Junk. Yeah. It does. Here's the thing. So what this box was is uh, basically a DVR and you can record, you know, your antenna channels, your local channels, two, five, seven, nine, all that kind of stuff. Play it back whenever you wanted. And it's great. Um, the issue is it works over Wi-Fi, connects to your Amazon Fire Stick, uh, but it's it's also like pushing your TV feed, so whatever channel you're watching, through that Wi-Fi to record it. Um, and it does not do that well. Every time we would put on live TV, it always came up with weak slash like poor signal. I don't have weak or poor signal with my antenna whatsoever. I could turn on any other TV in the house that wasn't hooked up to that box just with a coax cable and it works just fine. Like signal's great. As soon as I go to that fire recast, weak or poor signal. You go to record something and it just loses half of the signal all the time. Just goes black. Has a little circle where it's trying to like load it up. And it doesn't work. Now, I'm kind of stuck with my Wi-Fi quality, like I can only get so good of Wi-Fi where I live because it's out in the middle of nowhere. I have like line of sight uh, Wi-Fi, which works for everything else. I can stream anything I want to because I have open sight to your crane leg, which is where I get the internet from. Right. Um, and everything else works just fine. But for some reason through this box, it will not put things through. So me recording and having a functional DVR, not not so, not working. Well. I, I think again, we can we can break down this issue a little bit. Okay. First of all, have you reached out to technical support? Not yet. I am. That's what okay. I'm going to do because I finally had my limit to yeah. where I'm like, this needs to change. Well, that would be your first step. Yes. So, a the antenna comes from the cable coax comes from your antenna directly into this box. Yes. All right. So it's it's actually recording. So, do you think the problem is the signal? In there, or the signal between that box and your fire stick. Yes, that that is the problem right there. The signal between the fire so stick and when the you, box. When you have your TV hooked to that box, mm -hmm. can you hook your TV directly to that box? Just the coax, not no. the The box is completely wireless. It just has a coax goes into it and okay. nothing else. And a power source. That's, you, that's literally it. that's it. Yes, you cannot put a cable from that box to your TV. Can you put a Ethernet cable? There are no other plugins on the back of this box besides a coax. That seems like a problem. And a DC input. There has to be something else. No, a USB? for AC, AC input for power. No, there's nothing on the back besides a coax. Okay. It's really annoying, and I think it, that's a flaw. All right, well, reach out to the support. I can't help you there. Okay. Um, it might not work at all. Yes. But if it doesn't, I have another thing that I know of that I know some people that have successfully used. What's there are other... DVRs that you can buy. Absolutely, one, there one are. One of them's called the Channel Master. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, no, that I know they're like have worked pretty flawlessly. I know that there's other things. I was just really pumped about this because I thought it would work seamlessly with the Amazon Fire Stick and on I can control it on my phone, 
to what it records, you know, and it's on, it's through the fire stick. You can just go right to live TV. It's like all seamless. How about this? Have you tried to put a signal booster seamless. between the coax cable and the box? The coax and the box yeah. itself? No. That's something you might want to try. I mean, I have a booster on my antenna already. You might want to try another one. Just to the box. But it still has to go to the fire stick wirelessly through the Wi-Fi. Yeah, but how do you know that that poor signal thing isn't happening between the antenna and that box? It doesn't happen on any other TV that it has just the coax plugged into it. I don't have any poor signal or lose Right, I understand, but maybe it's the processing unit itself inside that box that is not grabbing the antenna signal correctly. Wouldn't that be a flaw with the box itself? Well, the, the I, here's the reasoning I'm saying. It's because it's somehow digitizing that signal. Right. You're taking an analog signal. Well, it's not analog anymore, though. It's digital. Right. It is digital. Hmm. Well, anyway, <laughs> it sounds like it's something that's happening inside that box that has to do with computing and, and changing and resizing that data to, able, to be able to send it. Because when you're... Yes. So I'm that's wondering... That's what it is. I'm wondering if... You could try it though. So Those is that just cheap. like Those an in, really inline booster that I can plug in? Yeah, they have to have a power source, but yeah, you can buy like a little booster. Okay, it's something to try. Yeah, it is something to try. I would I would ask the support people first though, because this box cost a little bit of money, and I got it on Prime Day, and they had a Prime deal. But either way, it was still a couple hundred bucks for this box because I got like the four terabyte <clears throat> hard drive to be able to, you know, record basically anything I wanted. Uh, have you just like Googled your issue? And uh, yeah, multiple people have it. Okay. Yeah, I've never found a fix for it, but okay. I'm just saying that. Then it's probably just a shitty product. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's why I'm going to say that I don't recommend it at this point. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a follow up and say, hey, they fixed it with like a software update. Nah, probably but not. I doubt that's going to be the case. All right. Well, that was exciting. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy the Amazon Fire recast. Sarf does not recommend. At this point. Okay. We do recommend EJ Cars, where I've been eating a lot of my meals lately. You know what? Not in dining room, but you just pull up and they bring it outside and put it in your car. I screwed up so bad because I don't pay attention to like holidays really at all. And I completely forgot that it was St. Patrick's Day Mm -hmm. until I got home and seen like everybody was talking about that it was St. Patrick's Day on social media. And then I realized like, oh, people eat corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day. And I freaking love corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, me too. It's one of my favorites. I love it so much. And then I realized, huh, I probably should have got that. But I made, I was like making dinner. I made soup because you posted that thing on our social media about making some soup. Probably just sit at home, make some soups, <laughs> eat, eat some, some bre- dessert, eat some bread, eat some bread, just get all fat and sassy. <laughs> yeah. And I got super sassy with a bunch of soups. Yeah. And I loved it. It was very good, but I felt really bad because I wanted to get corned beef and cabbage and from EJ Cars because they made really good corned beef and cabbage, I guess. Yeah, I had a Reuben. I didn't actually get corned beef and cabbage. But that's like a thing that we do every year when my mom makes corned beef and cabbage. We have yeah. a whole thing, a whole dinner. Couldn't do it this year. No. Quarantine. Quarantine. All right. On to Snarf Madness round two. This is, we're getting. We're starting to get more and more serious. We here. are picking the Sweet 16 here. Uh, this is the Sweet 16, yes. No, this is round two. We're, We're picking the Sweet picking 16. Picking the Sweet 16. 
So we didn't uh, update any scores yet. We will after this round because now we're getting to the real meat and potatoes. Yes. You know, first round is one point. Second round was going to be two. Correct? Yeah. So um, I don't actually have a current tally on who's leading this, but uh, we, we will. You will know next week. We'll update you. Yes, absolutely. Just, I mean, if you're following along on your own bracket, you will clearly see what you're doing. What have you lost, Chris? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. So. Uh, are we going to start? We'll start in the top left, work our way down. Yeah, we will start up in the East Division. East Division, we've got in my bracket uh, Daredevil versus Dr. Manhattan. Ooh. And in mine, we have, uh, well, why don't you just say yours and then I'll do mine? Okay, so Daredevil versus Dr. Manhattan. I, uh, again, like I really love Dr. Manhattan. I think he's incredible. I love his power. I like the dynamic in the Zack Snyder movie. Um, and he's incredible in the book too, uh, but it just does not compare to Daredevil. I mean, Daredevil was an easy pick here for me. He's an incredible character. It's got to go to Daredevil. He's got so much more story, obviously, yeah. than what Doctor Manhattan does, um, and he's kind of bad, eh? Yeah. So uh, mine was a little more difficult because uh, Green Lantern is superior to. Dr. Manhattan, as we figured out in the first round. Well, so I have uh, Daredevil versus Green Lantern. Mm, yeah. I will, um, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. It's Daredevil yes. all day. Uh, everybody kind of knows that Daredevil is one of my favorite characters of all time, one yep. of my favorite Marvel characters for sure, anyway. Um, and I've liked him pretty much my entire life, and I've collected that comic. I think so, I have every Daredevil comic going back. Please start reading the Chip Zdarsky run. Do you remember how to read? Yeah, I okay. do. Okay, I'm just making sure. Because yeah. you don't do it much anymore, and you need to read that run. I've been reading some stuff lately, so yeah. I've okay, been reading good. a lot of Star Wars and Darth Vader stuff. Lately. Oh, have you? Yeah. Nice. So I actually have been reading, so... Good, good. It get, makes my heart happy. Nana, nana, boo-boo. <laughs> it makes my heart Stick happy. Stick your head in doo-doo. No, thank you. Um, you get a virus. Yeah. Not the coronavirus, though. No, you like... You get the Ebola virus. And sepsis. Yeah. That's you, not good. Yeah, no. Um, but Daredevil, for me, um, all day. Yeah. If you want some ideas of some good Daredevil to listen to, uh, read, by the way, um, you could read uh, Born Again by Born Frank Again. Miller. Yep. It's probably the quintessential. Man. You could also read um, Guardian Devil by Kevin Smith. So oh yeah, very wordy. Wordy. He gets a little wordy, but it's very good. It's very good, and, and uh, it's really the the different thing about Daredevil than most other comics is like the earnestness with which it's treated for the most for part. Sure. Not in all runs, but it's just like a very heavy character. So if you like dark and yeah. like uh, savageness, if you want to see a guy just take the weight of the world. On his shoulders, carried around episode all the time in sheer misery because he's blind. Yeah, I don't know if the spoilers. They make a whole big thing about it in the comics. It's constantly talking about it. Yeah, it's like oh, that's hard. (laughs) Even though you're basically like a bat because he's got. I wonder if there's echolocation. So a bunch of people that did this bracket said, "I don't even know who half these people are." I wonder if everybody that did the bracket would know who Daredevil is. Do you think he's an A-lister by now? I believe so. He's an A-lister? I mean, after the Netflix stuff, yeah. Yeah, probably. I would definitely say he would be. Not after the Ben Affleck movie? No. No. I think that brought him down a tier. (laughs) Okay. 
All right. Our next uh, next pick for round two for me is Winter Soldier and The Flash. Yeah. Um, this is a good one. Interesting one. But if you've been listening at all to me, then you know my pick is Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Um, it's just a book I really, really, really enjoy. Like, obviously, The Flash has a way longer history. Oh, yeah. So if you're strictly going by, like, the impact the character has had on the world, The Flash has clearly had way more of an impact. Yes. Um, but for me, I got to go back to a little bit of, like, what I enjoy and also... That's what I it's about, man. I think it's also, like, a really well-written character, and it always has been since, you know, it's day one. I wanted the Winter Soldier probably come out in the mid... 2000s, 2000s yeah. early two, 2000s wasn't it it was before 2010 oh yeah yeah for sure it was yeah. probably like it was before the civil war and that was in like 05 06 so it was somewhere in that range yep um it's just been a re- it's just a really cool character he is really cool i also had winter soldier versus the flash for my bracket right there and uh i went with the flash i'm not surprised you shouldn't be no and i i love that's the probably flash. i'm gonna say, honestly it's probably the right pick there, but I gotta go with. I got no, some love you gotta for go. Winter you gotta go with what you love, and I I love the Flash. I love all of the stories he's done. The impact he's had on the DC universe is like incredible, and just comics as a whole, as a whole. Oh yeah, huge, long, long history. Absolutely, and they get better and better. And gosh, I love the I love the Scarlet Speedster. Yeah. So uh, the Flash is the clear winner for me. Even though I do love the Winter Soldier, uh, Brew Baker's run on Winter Soldier is like unbelievable. Yeah, uh, but it's the Flash in my book. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I'm. I'm we should move on because I'm second guessing myself. You can't Let's now. Go. You just picked it. You recorded it. <laughs> it's recorded. Next one is Spider Man versus. In my bracket, it is Spider Man versus Nick Fury. Yeah, and in mine, it's Spider-Man versus Nick Fury as well, but you can go first. Well, it's clearly Spider-Man. I mean, I don't really care about Nick Fury in the slightest. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Is he cool? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Look out. Here comes comes the Spider-Man. Um, yeah, Nick Fury. The only reason I picked Nick Fury is because I did like him better than Xena. Xena didn't really do much for me, but uh, Spider-Man is clearly better. Everything about him is better. I mean, that's it. Yeah. He's just like we better. said in the last episode, I one like of the him. top three or two episodes ago, one of the top three, um, big three comic book characters, probably as far as name recognition in the general. So population. you're saying you picked him too? I did. And I do think it's, wow. I do think it's interesting to note in this matchup that really the first interesting Nick Fury was like part of the Spider-Man ultimate universe. Okay. So ultimate Spider-Man universe, by, yes. um, which was Brian Michael Bendis, right? Yep. Um, also a bit wordy. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like the first new cool iteration. That's what, uh, if you're familiar with the Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, that's what inspired that's that what it is, character. Yep. Um, and I, for me, that's like the first time I've had any interest in that character. It's so he's before that. I know he had his own comics for years. Sure. I know he was a big character, but just for me, I only ever really crossed that character when it was like as a generic side guy. Side. Yeah. This is like the head of shield guy. And that's really all he is. I mean, I. Well, he becomes more than that after that point. 
And he does, but only because of like what they were doing with those other characters. He had to follow along with that, and they had to make him something somewhat su- like substantial yeah. in order to keep him along. Too much t- time devoted to a loser. Yeah, the winner what, is Spider-Man. What a loser. Spider-Man is easily the winner. Okay, next. Next is Iron Man versus Hercules for me. Same for me. Is it? Oh, I thought you had picked Cyclops. No. I forgot about that. Um, um, this one is, honestly, there wasn't a lot of hard picks for me in this round. Um, this was probably one of the harder ones. I'm a huge fan of Hercules. Oh, yeah, um, you are. I'm a huge fan of Greek mythology. I'm a huge fan of pretty much every iteration of Hercules. Sure. Um, and when sure you're talking you about like cultural impact, I mean, come on. Yeah. Hercules has been a mainstay for, I don't know, 3,000 years. But what if you're talking about cultural impact after the year 2010? <laughs> That's where things get dicey here, Jerry. <laughs> um, if it was pre-2010, yeah. there wouldn't even be a question of this one. But then a little guy named Robert Downey Jr. met a little guy named John Favreau. Yeah, I was just going to say, don't forget John Favreau. And they made magic with some help along the way. If dude was here, it'd be John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Favreau. Favreau. Favreau, Favreau, Favreau boom. Um, so I, I actually, I'm going to, I think I'm going to shock people here. I'm going to go with Iron Man. That doesn't shock me in the slightest. Really? I would, yeah, I assumed you were going to pick Iron Man. I, I really just did, didn't. and you know, honestly, it's just because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's the only reason. Yeah, so I also had Iron Man and Hercules. I also picked Iron Man. Um, Hercules is great and all. I don't have the ties with him that you do. Like I'm Well, not, there just hasn't really been a standout Hercules like no. to me. I mean, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's, <laughs> Come on, you know I don't. I don't have a lot of history with the comic book character, the Marvel comic Hercules. No, I don't uh, know character, which is, I mean, a big character or has been a big character in the past. Not so much yeah. nowadays, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going with Iron Man. I mean, yeah, Iron Man for me is much better. It is because of the Marvel movies for sure. Um, he's just better. He's Iron more Man, fun to watch. Iron Man. Does, Does whatever, whatever an iron, iron can. can. Can he steam? Yes, he can. <laughs> I'm not even getting into it. Um, um, yeah, so Iron Man. Our next one, my pick for the next one, mm-hmm. and I think we have the same thing, is Doctor Strange versus Jean Grey. Yes, that's what I have, Doctor Strange versus Jean Grey. People were shocked by our pick of Jean Grey over the Punisher, both of us. They were. I was shocked by you picking I know a lot of people were. I wasn't shocked by me picking because I made the pick. Um, I wasn't shocked by me picking Jean Grey either, and I and I knew it would cause an issue uh, with certain people. I didn't do it for that. Like the Punisher's fine, and I enjoyed the uh, the Thomas Jane movie and the uh, Netflix run. Like I enjoyed those things. I've never really read the comics though, so the Punisher. I have read a lot of Punisher comics, but. Um, we, I went with Jean Grey just because I thought it was a more interesting character overall. A way better. less generic. I think it's character. way better. Um, on this matchup, Doctor Strange versus Jean Grey. I don't know why we're even talking about the Punisher. Um, I picked Doctor Strange, which was not a surprise. If you listened back, you would know that I said he was one of my favorite characters of yes. all time. So 
Um, yeah, and that goes back from comics, from video games, from animated movies, from the MCU movies, across the board. I love Sorcerers. I love magic. But do you love the Sorcerer Supreme? I do. Okay. And the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yes. Um, I did the same. Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't think it's really a competition it's either. It's not strange pick. It's not a strange pick. It's the right pick. Yeah. Doctor Strange is just better. He's got better story. There's so much more to him. It's like very complex on what he does and what he can do. Um, is just a better character. Jean Grey's great. I love her and all of the X-Men stuff. Just Doctor Strange, man. Yeah. And Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Could you pick a better Doctor Strange? I don't think so. Could you be any more strange? He could. He really could. <laughs> and I can, too. Um, no, he's great. All right. Next one. Next is, <laughs> for me, Cable versus Captain America. And I had RoboCop versus Captain America. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. All right, why don't you go? Well, who's your pick? Oh, easily Captain America. I'm not going to beat around here. I mean, RoboCop really? doesn't stand a chance against Captain America. I did not think Come see on. that coming. Not one bit. Yes, you did. No. You did. Clearly. I thought you'd be all about protecting the mean streets of Detroit. You know, <laughs> normally I am. You know, on my day-to-day life, I'm thinking like, you know what? Wish RoboCop was out there fixing up Detroit. Listen, they're going to need RoboCop Good in Detroit. I don't know if you know this or not, but the big three car manufacturers are all shut down now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they are. And they're in quarantine, that city, and they're going to need, they're going to have some chaos in the streets. They need yeah. a RoboCop. We all need a RoboCop at this point, but we all need a Captain America a little bit more. Oh, that's what we do need right now. Yeah. We need one Captain America <clears throat> to just go through and... Actually, we could probably use an Ant-Man more because he could sh- shrink down to the size of a virus and then true. beat them up. What about the Atom? He already lost, though. He did already lose. But if we had both an Ant-Man and an Adam, how could we fail? Um, I had Cable versus Captain America. Um, This one was a lot more difficult for me. No, it wasn't. It was Captain America. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it would be a difficult choice. I've been a huge Captain America fan pretty much my entire life. Yeah. I used to trace him. If you didn't pick Captain America, get your head on straight, folks. Yeah. You're not part of America. Uh, Yeah. You're and certainly not a since there are people that do listen to this overseas. Oh yeah, if you, I'm sorry that Captain Britain's not on here. Oh yeah, he wasn't on here. But either way, guys, come on. We know that we're just talking about characters in general. Yeah, Captain America is a better character than whatever else was picked. Yeah. Next one, we have both the same thing: Swamp Thing versus versus the Last Son of Krypton. Soups, Superman. The soups. So you have the, basically the personification of the green. Yep. Nature itself. He is like omnipotent. Versus a literal alien being. Unstoppable takes force. takes in our yellow sun to become a god amongst men. Correct. Wow. Isn't that... This, this would be like an incredible actual fight to see. Oh, I think it's happened. Before. Has it? I'm definitely sure it's happened before. I, I haven't seen it if it has. Well, I know he fought Batman. Yes, I know he did but too. But no, definitely. I'm sure Superman has faced off against Swamp Thing. A time and Swamp Thing just literally covered him up in green. I mean, this was a kind of a difficult one because 
here's the deal. You got to separate personal preference. There's a way. No, you don't. You just picked personal preference with Winter Soldier up there and said, look it, I know the Flash has better story. You got to weigh the things. Okay. No, I think Winter Soldier has better story. That's why I picked him. No, that's not what you said. I picked him because I think the stories that he does have are better. Okay. I also picked him because I enjoy the character more. It's a weight. There's different weights. Imagine me, Jerry. Close okay. your eyes. I'm imagining you. Imagine. I'm looking at you. I'm one of those blind justice people with yes. the scales. The scale of justice. But I have six of the scales. My goodness. And six I, of them. I have to weigh... The six things. The history of the character. <laughs> the, the stories generated. My enjoyment of the character. I have to take all the information in. You do. I don't. Well, that's fine. I mean, you live a simple life. I really do. But I'm the one here making the actual determinations. I just feel like you're going through way too much trouble here. Okay. So my pick, without any further ado, is Swamp Thing. Wow. Yep. I didn't think you would pick Swamp Thing. To be honest, I didn't think you would. Yeah. No, I did. Just because uh, it's such a cool character. Golly, is it. So I also had Swamp Thing versus Superman. Uh, If you've ever listened to an episode of Snarf Talk... I've probably talked about Swamp Thing in every episode. I clearly picked my boy Swampy. Yeah. Um, He is, the character is, like you said, just so cool. He like pulls on my heartstrings. If I could be anything, I think I'd be Swamp Thing. Why? Well, I mean, I'd I'd probably be Batman. I'd probably be Superman. But no, I wouldn't be Superman at all. I don't care about flight. Well, he can do a lot of other things. Laser eyes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel bad because Superman's like the granddaddy of all comic book characters. But I'm sorry. I'm I'm going with Swamp Thing. I'm not sorry. I love Swamp Thing, and that is the winner. Next, Harley Quinn versus Deadpool in my bracket. And the same for me. Okay. And this one, I think, is easy. Everybody can agree. Harley, Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool also won for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, first of all, oh, there's just a lot more story. Way in more. In general. Um, Harley Quinn, in some respects, might have some better stories. Really? No. No, I don't think so. I think. I mean, I mean Deadpool is not deep. Right, it's not. There's not deep storylines going on. It's, I mean, it's Harley Quinn comedy. It's fun. Is just below the surface deep. Yeah. On there's like one story that's deep yeah. with Harley Quinn. Okay. That's it. You're right. Yeah, Deadpool has been one of my favorites. Obviously, if you listen, you know that one of my favorite characters of all time. It's unbelievably annoying that he's super popular now because I like them before anybody else liked them. <laughs> oh, poor Chris. <laughs> Um, so Deadpool. Yes, I agree, Deadpool. All right. So on my left-hand side bracket, I have, for the Sweet 16, Daredevil versus Winter Soldier, Spider-Man versus Iron Man. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. Doctor Strange versus Captain America. Holy cow. And Swamp Thing versus Deadpool. What? Yeah, so... I'm basically identical except for the very first bracket. I have Daredevil versus The Flash, Spider-Man versus Iron Man, Doctor Strange versus Captain America, and Swamp Thing versus Deadpool. All right. A lot of difficult decisions to be coming up in the Sweet 16. That's rough. 
All right. We're going to go over to the right side, to the south bracket. South bracket. And um, I had the Silver Surfer versus Harry Potter. Wow. 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 This is the first bracket we were completely different on. Oh, really? Yeah. I have Shazam versus Spawn. Ooh, okay. Go ahead. I know what you're going to pick, but go for it. Do you? Yeah. You think that you do? Yeah, I know I do. Yeah, I think you do too. So uh, I definitely pick Spawn. Yeah. Because it's better. It's dark. It's gloomy. He's ominous. Yeah. Uh, Todd McFarlane knows how to draw a character very well and write a story very well. Spawn is just way better. I don't know much about Shazam, to be honest. I mean, I know enough about him to where I knew he was way better than Silver Surfer. Um, just because I disagree. I know even less about Silver Surfer, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Spawn, come on. Spawn's better. So Spawn's my winner. All right. And I had Silver Surfer versus Harry Potter. You better get that Silver Surfboard and surf right out of here. <laughs> get out of here. You just get Silver Surfer. Get, you silly surfer. You get out of here. Um, that's right, folks. I picked Harry Potter. All day long. Yeah. That's an easy one for me. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm a Potter fanatic, if you will. Really? Yeah. You're a Harry fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a member of that uh, Harry Potter fan website. What is it? Pottermore? I don't have like a that. clue. That's a website? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I don't know anything about it. Yep. I do know that if I was in a school... I would be in Ravenclaw. Why? That's what the... A house. Or house. That's no, not a house. It's a hat. <laughs> right? Doesn't the hat... The hat, it? yeah, sorts you. And you can go to Gryffindor. No, I was in Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Hufflepuff. It said or it, Slytherin. It said it was because I was an incredible genius and had a really good wit. Okay. Is that for real? That's what it told me. No, I don't know. Yeah, it is for real that it put me in Ravenclaw. That is like the worst one. Why? That is like the loser one. I don't think so. No, it is for real. Like Gryffindor's where the cool kids are. Oh, Sly- Slytherin's for the bad boys. Hufflepuff is for like the delightful kind of rejects. Okay. And Ravenclaw's like the literally one, the one that nobody cares or knows anything about. Oh, really? Yeah, that sounds about like my life. <laughs> it's a cool name though. Yeah, it is. Ravenclaw. Next. Um, next. It was... For me, Rorschach versus Wolverine. Same I, for you, right? I had the same thing, yeah. Get out of here. This one's so easy. <sighs> is it? For me, it is. I picked Wolverine. You did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did I. Wol- Snicked. Wolverine. Snicked. Yeah. Come on, people. I mean, Rorschach's really cool. Yeah, he is really cool, actually. Uh, But Wolverine? Give me a break. I feel like we waxed poetic pretty well about Rorschach last we did. Week, which is great because he deserves his due. He does. And, um, you know, had he not come up against Wolverine? He may, yeah, he may very well be in the Sweet 16. If but you, I mean, if you haven't read Watchmen, get it. Uh, buckle yourself in. It's I a mean, long road. Quarantine yourself for 14 I mean, days. You got nothing else to do. It's a good one to read. But before I read Watchmen, no, I was going to say I'd, I'd read I was, I was going to name some other Wolverine comics I'd read. No, I'd read Watchmen first. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, but there's a lot of little, a little bit funner Wolverine comics. I oh, wouldn't say fun, a... but easier to digest, I should say. 
I would say some of them are fun. Yeah. Savage Wolverine's really fun. That's a good book. Yeah, but you can't, for me, you just can't beat Old Man Logan. No, Old Man Logan's great. It's oh, so good. Well, I take that back. I do really love. I, I think it's just called Wolverine, isn't it? The, the one Wolverine that goes to Japan. Yeah, that one's so good. But there's a lot of old Wolverine that's incredible as well. Wolverine, way better character. Yes, sir. Um, I have in my next bracket. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, that's fine. This is what you do. Moon Knight versus Nightwing. I had the same thing. Moon Knight versus Nightwing. Go ahead. I. Uh, I honestly had to think about this one a little bit, but uh, I ended up going with Nightwing because really? I did. I love, I love it. Very surprised by that. You were going to make a you? Moon Knight uh, costume. I was, but I would also make a Nightwing costume. I mean, you have Moon Knight underwear. How do you know that? <laughs> I have X-ray vision. Oh, uh, yeah, Nightwing. And I'm looking at your crotch with my X-ray vision. <laughs> okay. Um. Um, yes. Nightwing. <laughs> Nightwing's better. Him for a loop. Dick Grayson's better. He likes to beat people up. It's in the Batman universe. They're tied together. It's just, it's DC all the way. Yeah. I mean, Moon Knight is an awesome character. Super cool. But. It's just not in the league. I went with Nightwing too. Yeah, it's not in the league. It's not the same thing. It just doesn't have the same cultural gravitas yeah the same uh, pen- cultural penetration as nightwing has had deep yeah it is deep penetration, penetration. <laughs> um your average person doesn't know who moon knight is at the end of the day that makes a big difference yeah it does make a huge difference um, there's probably a lot of people that just did this bracket that have no idea who moon knight they is. also those same people have no idea who nightwing is so but that's fine you think so um, Nightwing is Dick Grayson. He was the Correct. first Robin. Correct. He got mad at Batman. Thank he you. He left and became his own superhero called Nightwing. Yeah. He's got an awesome costume. He's got some batons. He's got a motorcycle. He's pretty BA. He's very BA. Um, Moon Knight is probably more BA as a character, but not, yeah. not as, it's just, yeah, Nightwing all day. All right. So in our next bracket, I have... Hellboy versus Batman. Batman. I also had that. Yes. Hellboy versus Batman. Again, if you've listened to any episode of Snarf Talk, any one of them, you could listen to, just pick a random one, grab a random Snarf Talk, listen to it. At some point, I have said, I don't know about Chris, but I have specifically said, Batman is the greatest living comic book hero of all time. And I love him. If I could be his son, I would. If I could be him, I would. It is clear as day Batman would beat out Hellboy in any situation. Um, And again, it's not like they're fighting or anything. Because Hellboy's just a boy. And he's from hell, you know? And he's he's not a boy. I I have to pick Batman. If I didn't pick Batman, first of all, you'd know I'd be lying. And also, I'd let you, like, hit me with a baton. Like, like a, like a or, Nightwing baton. How about, how about like a battering? Oh, a battering, for sure. Batarang, like, he hits people with those things. They would, 
like kill somebody. It, they'd have a severe laceration. <laughs> yes, we know that. For but sure. most likely they'd just stab into you. Yeah. And probably puncture your aorta. Yeah. And you'd bleed out inside. Very gruesome. Um, well, I also picked Batman. Because, because you're not dumb. Duh. Yeah. Because duh. Yeah. Um, but I do love Hellboy. And if you haven't had a chance to check out A, Hellboy movies, fun. Fun. Or very fun. B, Hellboy comics, very original. Mike Mignola, amazing. Um, do so. But there's also, before you do that, I could give you about 8,000 Batman about stories to read. Every single Batman story that has been created, you should read because they're good. They're better than Hellboy. It's just, it even angers me that I have to pick people against Batman at this point. <laughs> well, next week, uh, we're going to have Batman versus his protege. Yeah. There's Technically, a... Nightwing has been Batman on several occasions, so we actually have to pick Batman versus Batman. That's not true. Um, we're only picking the iteration of Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Okay, fine. All right, for my next trick, it is Rick Grimes versus the Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. I yes. guess I, I forgot you picked all those dumb picks. <laughs> Go ahead. Who do you have? I have Adam versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. We got completely separate ones. Okay. Um, well, this one was very difficult for me because I am a huge Walking Dead fan. You I'm are. a big fan of the comics. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, Walking Dead has been a big part of my life for the last 10 years. You can't protect her, Rick. You can't protect her, Rick. In fact, I said some Walking Dead stuff at the beginning of this episode. You did. I don't know if you guys were aware of that or not. Yeah. But that's what Rick says on the radio at the, in the beginning of The Walking Dead. Like the very first episode of Walking Dead. Um, wow, isn't that amazing? It's incredible. Well, as much as uh, The Walking Dead has been a big part of my life for the last 10 years or more, uh, the Ghostbusters have been a big part of my life for the last ever 30 years of yeah. my life. So... I went with Ghostbusters. I I assumed you would. Yeah. It makes sense to go with Ghostbusters in I that situation. It makes sense because it's a team. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, that's why I did. You know, I've got Adam versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a team as well. Yeah, I know. I have some teams in here. And and I I was all right with it. And uh Adam, you know, he he's fine. Uh, I picked him because I, I do like him better than Rick Grimes. Coral! 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 Your eyeball's gone! Coral! <sighs> Stupid. Adam doesn't say those things. You know, he's a genius. Yeah, he, he is, is a, a genius. genetic genius. He's a billionaire, too, isn't he? Doesn't he have a big tech company or yes, something? Yes, I believe so. I don't know if that's true, but I think it is. He's like some sort of really smart scientist. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool. Yeah. But you can't beat the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in my book, and I picked that team. Can you sing the entire animated show theme song? Uh, probably not. I'll Teenage do the background. Teenage Mutant I'll do. Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're the world's most fearsome fighting teens. 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 They're heroes in a half shell, and they're green. When the evil Shredder attacks... Those turtle boys don't cut them no slack. Teenage Mutant. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Teenage Mutant. As soon as you say it, I remember it, but I can't sing it along with you. Uh, there's point. a bunch more, and I know most of it, but 
<laughs> and then it goes, taught them to be ninja team. Yeah, and then it goes through like each person, doesn't it? Yeah, like Michelangelo is a party. It goes. Uh, it goes. Leonardo leads. Donatello does machines. Yeah. Raphael is cool but rude. Michelangelo, Michelangelo is a party, party dude. dude. Teenage Cowabunga! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah. you know who did that theme song? I don't. Sang it and wrote it. Who? Chuck Lorre. Really? Yeah. Holy smokes! He's done literally everything. Literally every show on <laughs> every, CBS for the last fifteen yeah. years. Every the best one, House. Did he do House? I believe he did. Yeah. Oh, House is awesome. It's either him or Dick Wolf. Those are the only two people that do shows. <laughs> this is not Dick Wolf. <laughs> no, I know. No, I'm I'm almost positive it's Chuck Lorre because I always got him confused with Hugh Lorre, who was the main character of House. Oh, and the main character of Avenue Five. He is. Um, uh, but yeah, he also did like he does Mom, which is huge. Um, he, is it? Uh, yeah, it's big. I, I don't watch it, but he did the Bing Bang Theory. He did Two and a Half Men. He did Bing Bang Theory. Yeah, Bing Bang. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the Bing Bang Brothers? No. Or Bing Bong Brothers? Bing Bong. Yeah, Bing Bong Brothers. No, Bing Bong Brothers. It's a Lonely Island skit. Oh, that is really funny. It's. No. Uh, let me try to think of the song now. I'll. I'll just, have to sing it later. Yeah. You, no, we'll we'll just leave the dead air go while you. Yeah, think, no, Jerry. that's no, because we'll, that's what people want to hear. <laughs> you thinking, <laughs> thinking about a song. Hang on, guys, listen to me think. No, you're flexing. Oh, I thought I was getting sick. Trying to defeat COVID. All right, so my next one is Thor versus the Fantastic Four. Fantastic. This is very very difficult for me. This is very, yeah. very hard. That would be hard. Good thing I didn't pick the stupid Fantastic Four. I'm a huge fan of the Fantastic Four, but at the end of the day, I got to go with Thor, and that's just 100% Hemsworth. The God of Thunder. Hemsworth. Give me that hammer. Um, no, it's just what he's done and transformed with that character, took a character that I could have no interest in whatsoever, and now I love. The Fantastic Four, on the other hand, has been the complete opposite. I used to love that character and always has loved that character. That team. That team. Of characters. <clears throat> but continual misfires have just driven it out of my consciousness. They really they really have failed that team up because Stan Lee loved the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four rocks, dude. Big time. Okay. They're awesome. You have no idea how awesome. I really don't, I guess, because they're fine. But when uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt... Wouldn't that be amazing? He's pushing for that. I he's, he's been pushing open to about that. direct it as well. He wants to direct it. Have at he's it, man! He's like a huge director now. I mean, Quiet Place, Quiet Place Two. Yeah, Quiet Place Two and a Half. Yeah, Quiet Place Seven. Quiet Place Three. They skip some. And Loud do Place seven first. Yeah, next one's coming up is Loud Place. <laughs> like um, the next one after that's just going to be like mildly irritatingly above normal. Yeah, sound. Kids, quiet place. down, place. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, their kids grow up. Yeah. You know, because they save them. Yeah. From the aliens. I don't know. I've never seen it. I haven't either. I've heard it's very good. <laughs> Speaking of aliens, um, I just was reading something the other day, and this doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, but it does have to do with The Walking Dead. Has there been a sighting? Robert Kirkman came out, apparently, and I should probably know this because I am a fan, mm-hmm. and like the virus that caused the zombie apocalypse was an alien uh, virus came from outer space 
But he never puts that in any of the books, right? No, but he's said it. That's it. That's what happened. Wow. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. Yeah. But he never put it in the books. That's not real. I don't know. Anyway. You can't uh, come out and say, oh, well, yeah, it was an alien thing. Well, put it in yeah, your book, yeah, man. Because he wrote it. Put it in the book then. Fan Rick. Fantastic four loses to Thor in my bracket. I have Thor versus Optimus Prime. Thor versus the Dark World? Yeah. Holy cow. Isn't there Transformers? Dark side Dark of the moon? Dark of the moon? Yeah, you're right. Something like that. Anyway, um, I do love Optimus Prime. If you listen to the last episode, you will hear me uh, go What does he say all the time? He always Optimus says Prime. something. Oh, it's always like... You know, we have to protect the humans because the human race is the greatest beings in the world, or in the universe. And, and then like, he turns to the camera, he's like, and eat your vegetables, kids. No, he doesn't do that. Oh, it's that like, was in G.I. Joe. We are they did the, that all the time in G.I. Joe. Remember that? We are the guardians. It's something like that. Like, humans are our friends. It's always very heartfelt and makes me cry <laughs> because that man's voice is incredible. It's something about the tone. What's your favorite? I, I, like the it, tone. It blows me away that you're such a Rumble. Transformers fan. I want to know what iteration of Transformers that you're just the cartoon. obsessed with. Like the original The original cartoon? cartoon I used to watch all the time. Oh, <laughs> I There's been say, like 20 I, cartoons. I literally watch the cartoon every day after school. That was for David Seedentop. He said we should make a shirt that says that because I say it all the time. We should make that shirt. And I agree with him because I do say that often. But I see, realize but that now, but what I David really feels did. to understand refuses to understand, like refuses outright to understand, is that the same shows weren't on every single day. Yeah, all the time. I mean, especially Transformers was on all the time. And I got satellite pretty early as a kid. But you're not listening to what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There was different shows on, like on different days. Right. Right. Yes, I understand. So that's that. how you could watch a bunch of different shows after school. Correct. But then you said Transformers was on all the time. It was on all the time because I had satellite and I could watch it all the time. Oh, I see. I could watch it as much as I wanted. That, yeah, on the Transformers channel. Yeah, it was Transformers Network Prime. Yeah. So robots in disguise. Um. Anyway, I again love love Optimus Prime. My favorite Transformers thing I think was a bit on Robot Chicken, where they transform. With like Sam Witwicky, Witwicker, Witwicky, yeah, sitting inside of the vehicle. Okay, oh, and he transforms, and it's, like, and it's just like blood. It just like crushes him. <laughs> I love that, that is funny because if you if you see that, like it has happened before, where they're inside of him and they transform, and then the guy just like hops out. It yeah. just like falls out of him. That would never happen. No. You'd literally get sheared in half by f- flipping steel. Yeah, they're metal. They're made yeah. out of metal, Jerry. Right. Like grinding gears, crushing your femur Let as your eyeballs you are torn like, from your face. I deal with a lot of equipment. Do you? Yeah, on a okay. regular daily basis. All right. And they take a phenomenal amount of work. Uh-huh. There's bearings going bad all the time. Yeah, terrible. Things are, that are supposed to move are not moving. The hydraulics alone, there's always hoses blowing. Things are leaking. There's lots of oil all the time. Yeah. This is my life. These these are aliens from another planet. So they, they don't obviously have hydraulics? Have, they obviously have greaseless bearings. They have a completely enclosed hydraulic system that doesn't need any more oil. Apparently, their filtration is impeccable. Um, Do they because, use fuel? Um, yeah, the AllSpark. Is that their fuel? No, like that's what... 
saves the planet or like destroys uh, Cybertron. Yes, Cybertron. But anyway, I know more about freaking. You just say it before I do because my brain doesn't work as well as yours. All right, so you picked Optimus. Prime. No, right, I didn't. Let's move on. <laughs> I picked Thor. <laughs> oh. You just won't let me finish my bracket. <laughs> Uh, Thor, the God of Thunder, so much better. Chris Hemsworth obviously solidified that character for everyone. Um, but there is a lot of good story with Thor. You need to go back and read some of that. Do you know how to read, Chris? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I picked Thor. I couldn't point you to a single Thor comic book to read because I have not read any, barely. But you have read some. Yeah, I read Jane Foster Thor, and I read... Um, some newer Thor, and actually I lied because I read Thor, well, they would have been the tie-in books during like the Civil War run, and then during the Avengers versus X-Men run, I read uh, some of the tie-in Thors because I collected all those too oh. um, when they did that event because I thought that it was going to be a big deal, and then just kind of wasn't. Okay. <laughs> Thor's better than uh, Optimus Thor. Prime. My next bracket, or why don't you do your next bracket? No, just keep talking, Chris. Go ahead. You just keep talking. I've got Ant-Man versus Aquaman. This one was tough for me. Uh, I do love Aquaman a lot. Uh, I like Ant-Man a lot. But both of those picks are based solely off of their movie appearances. Okay. I don't read any of the comic books. I have read some Aquaman in the past. I have not read any Ant-Man. Are there solo Ant-Man books? There must be, right? Yeah, absolutely there I, are. I've never read one. No, neither have I. Um, so it was a little bit tough here. Are you sure, or is he just an Avengers character? No, he has to have his own books. Look it up. Okay. I, there's no way he couldn't have his own books by now, especially. Um so yeah, Ant-Man versus Aquaman, there were two kind of side characters to me in my life that I really haven't ever paid attention to, except for once the movies came out, and I ended up going with Ant-Man. Ooh. Um, went against my DC heritage. I'm actually with, very surprised by that. To go with Ant-Man, I think it is a better character. It's fun. Uh, I love the goofiness in him. I don't know if it's like that in the comic books. I really don't. Uh <clears throat> I just like him better. I think the movies were better. I'm positive. I'm positive the comic books probably don't have the story, don't have the weight because Aquaman's been in the Justice League for so long and been a huge part in the DC, you know, back catalog. That I guarantee you, he has better story and more of it. Oh yeah, for you sure. You know, than Ant Man, but um, I don't know. I think I like the Ant Man character a lot better. Yeah, I'd like to read a lot more. I think Ant-Man. he's a little more dynamic than Aquaman, if you know what I mean. Like with yeah. the shrinking down, and then the giant man. Yeah, it just it's just better to me. Um, there are tons of Ant Man comics. Um, most of them that I'm looking at though are pretty new, so I don't know how long they've been writing them. Anyway, I had uh, Ant Man and Michonne. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michonne from The Walking Dead. Oh. I picked her over Ant-Man because Ant-Man's terrible. Or Aquaman, sorry. I picked her over Aquaman because Aquaman's terrible. He's not terrible. In fact, I was just talking to somebody this weekend, um, my sister-in-law, and she said, oh, man, I watched that uh, Aquaman movie. And I said, oh, yeah, how'd you like it? And she said, it was really bad. Really? Yeah, I agree. It wasn't And you good. take what your sister-in-law has as weight for comic book th- yeah. stuff? Really? Mm-hmm. 
Um, anyway, I picked, I picked Ant Man. I had Ant Man versus Michonne. Um, this is pretty easy for me. I picked Ant Man. I'll just go with it right now. Yeah. Uh, it's based off the movies. Those are some of my favorite Marvel comic movies. Um, I think they were on Ant Man was way off on my list on best Marvel. Cinematic yeah, it was. Movie. It was oh, like three, wasn't it? And I like Paul Rudd. He's Paul great. Rudd is a national treasure. <laughs> um, yeah, I really do. I want to be his son. You, I thought you wanted I, to be Batman's son. You're right. I do. Oh, okay. I'm gonna inform I want your to dad be, that you want to be everybody's son but his. Oh no, I've I've always been his son. He, the Prince of Verona doesn't even care about the kingdom that he was to inherit. He didn't even stay there. Not if Paul Rudd was around. Uh, I don't think Paul Rudd is old enough to be your dad. You're probably right. He's in his 40s, so no. Yeah, he'd have to have that kid real young. He could have. That kid being you. I mean, even if he's 45, he could have been 12 when he had me. Wow. Which is possible because... He could be your dad. You come into, like, maturity, you know? Yeah. Well, I picked (laughs) Ant-Man. I like Ant-Man a lot. (laughs) That's where I went with it. Move on. Next. 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 Sorry, that was loud. Uh, Captain Reynolds versus Guardians of the Galaxy for my... Oh, me too. Bracket. My bracket. Yeah, me too. I love Captain Reynolds. I am going to be... Most people here right now are just like, Captain who now? Yeah, Captain Reynolds. He was the captain of uh, Serenity in uh, Firefly. Um they flew around. They were like it was a television short short lived television show by spa- Joss Whedon. A space western. Yeah. He was like a Han Solo type character. Mm-hmm. Um just a little more friendly, I think. He was a lot friendlier than what Han Solo would be. I don't know. He wasn't all that friendly. I think he was relatively friendly. He was like always reluctant to do the right thing, but he always kind of ended up doing it. Um it's a great show. We've we said it in the last episode, I know, but go watch Firefly For any sure. way you can. Yeah. There's only eight episodes, right? I think it was eight no, or ten. Oh, there's got to be more than that, right? It's very short. Wow, it seems like it was way longer. And then they and they then played they them, a, and they had a movie. Surrounding. And they played them out of order when it, the original, when they originally played the show, they played them out of order on Fox, and that's why a lot of people didn't like it because it didn't seem like cohesive story because it wasn't right because they played like three first and then they played the pilot. And then two, and then four, really goofy. Um, but yeah, then they had a movie later on, uh, Serenity. That's great too. I absolutely love Firefly, but it does not hold a candle to Guardians of the Galaxy. And that is again solely based off the movies because that is the only reason why Guardians of the Galaxy is in anybody's mind. Yeah, you will not read the comics. If you do read the comics, I'm not telling you not to. I think the I newest, think the new comics are pretty good. The newest runs. Pretty good. The animated show uh, on Disney XD is really good. I've been watching that for a while. Never saw it, but I should watch it. But obviously, this pick goes to Guardians of the Galaxy way better. And the soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. Spot on. So this was my hardest pick of the entire round. Really? By far. Because I am I a already... huge Firefly fan. Yeah, but I know who you picked. I'm a huge Firefly flan, Firefly flan, 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 flan. It's that caramel it's little jello Mexican like dessert, desserty thing. Yeah, is that Mexican? Is it a Mexican dessert? Yeah, it's Mexican dessert. It's Italian. No, is it? Pretty positive it is. 
I'm going to look it up. You Maybe it's Spanish. Start talking about uh, your pick. Um, so anyway, I love Firefly. And I, I, and I also like, I feel in general that if you take that character, it probably has more emotional resonance because it was on television. So you have more time to connect to that character, all these types of things. Um, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 are two of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I absolutely love that team and those movies, and it's based solely off the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, movies. I don't know anything about the comics, uh, but, you know, Groot is awesome. Yeah. Rocket, I awesome. Star-Lord, I awesome. think Rocket is probably the best character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? I really do. Um, I and like- I, I think that's because... He's got a ton of heart. He takes a lot of things like to heart. He's very serious about what he does. He doesn't appreciate, obviously, be call, being called like a raccoon. Uh, he thinks of himself much better than that. Yeah. But at the end of the day... But he like, doesn't even know what a raccoon is. He's always trying to do what is like best for the team. Even though he puts on um, like a front like that he's like this hard-ass, you know smuggler or thief or whatever uh he's not he's like a softy and he's gonna do whatever he has to do to protect the team and i yeah. love it well there you go um so the right side of the bracket for me was is gonna be in a sweet 16 harry potter versus wolverine what am i gonna do um, um oh yeah nightwing ahead. versus batman ghostbusters versus thor Ant-Man versus the Guardians of the Galaxy. And my Sweet 16 on this side goes with Spawn versus Wolverine, Nightwing versus Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Thor, and Ant-Man versus Guardians of the Galaxy. We differed quite a bit over here, Chris. There's a lot. This thing's heating up, man. It is heating up. It's heating up. So I've said it before but we are literally picking these right before we record and so all of these are new to us as we record and i just look at this like i really don't know how it's going to play out i know who i love i don't know how it's going to play out either i have no idea i really don't know how my picks are going to play out because when i stare at who is matched up against each other it's like man there's just something my heart says about each one of them now that it's getting withered down, Elite Eight may kill me. It's going to be brutal, man. I may not survive this. Yeah. Snarf Madness has reached a point where we may not be able to come back from. Well, I'll go down that road. Will you? With me? Yeah. As a team? We'll be brothers and Snarf. Forevs. (laughs) The number four. Four. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. Okay. So I, I don't know what you wanted to do, but I got some what you're watching that I've been dying to talk about. I have some what I'm what I've been watching as well. There are some shows out there right now, Christopher. Are you doing some quarantine binging? You haven't not, really been. Quarantined. Not, I haven't been quarantined in the I. slightest. I've been at work too. So. Oh, real quick, Flan, uh, its history stems from the Roman Empire, and so the, so Mexican. The Romans made it first. 
And then it ended up being a French dessert more than anything. But yes, they do serve it in a lot of Spanish restaurants. Went from, went from the Roman Empire to France for a long time, and then the Spanish were particularly taken by it. And they brought it to Mexico. And they were the first ones to add a sweet caramel sauce to the top. So the flan we all know and love is, is it, Spanish, technically. Is of Spanish descent, I guess, yeah. Which a lot of the Spanish stuff is kind of in Mexico. I mean, in 1518 is when it first landed <laughs> in the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. Yeah, that's a long time ago. That's a, that's a, that's a bit. Yeah. That's a minute. That's a hot minute. All right, there is your history of flan. Flan. The dessert that keeps giving. I don't know if I've actually ever had flan. Oh, really? I, I don't think I've ever eaten it. It's it's not great. It's just like a pudding, right? Yeah, like a it's really like hard. A, no, it's gel. not hard. It's like a gelatinous. Glob, well, I mean, like globule harder, harder than pudding. Mm, yeah, or more solid, I should say, yeah. than pudding. It's like a Jello jiggler. It is Jello. Give me a little Jello jiggler. I can't do it. <laughs> Give me a little pudding. <laughs> That was bad. The um, funny part about this is that's probably like the fourth episode you've done that. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Um, I do like flan's not my favorite uh, dessert, ethnic dessert. Um, baklava, really like that. Oh, that is so good. It is the best. I I don't know why I had this. Kathy Lowry, it's Greek. My mother in law had brought some home one time. She had a big pan of it. I cut it up and it's so flaky and good. Yeah. With like honey and nuts and oh, so good. Baklava. That's a that's a Jewish treat, right? Uh no, I think it's Greek. Oh Greek. Okay. I think it's from Greece. The Grecians? At least you get it at Greek restaurants. They're so gracious over in the Grecian islands. Are they? I don't know. Just kind of rhymed. All right, so uh, yeah, we can do it. Do you want to do a little bit of news first, or do you want to do what you Oh, yeah, watching? I had a little bit of news. Just one little story that I wanted to get out real quick. There was a little tidbit dropped from a news organization that says Spider-Man 3 is going to have a team-up. Ooh. Do you know with who? Venom? Nope. It's going to blow your Spider-Man is teaming up with somebody? Uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, let me think. Let me think. Who does he team up with a lot? Like, is it a new character or an existing character? Existing. Existing character in oh. the MCU? Yeah. Um, it's not Iron Man. Now, this is just talks. There is, I, I would not say this is solid proof, but there have been some leaks, and they're claiming this is going to be a team up in Spider-Man 3. Um, let me think here. It's, it's one of his biggest allies throughout his years. Daredevil? Yes. What? Yes. Well, that's not from the MCU, first off. Oh, you said MCU. Well, yeah. I just meant Marvel, like in Marvel that's General. That's why it was throwing the, me off. I'm like, well, he's usually no, 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 Daredevil. Not, yeah, not from the MCU. I just meant Marvel in general. So they the finally comics. are doing it. They're finally bringing Daredevil to the big screen. Possibly. They're going to team up Spider-Man and Daredevil. Who do and you it's think been, will play Daredevil? It's been blowing up the internet. I don't know why you haven't seen it. It's all over. You yeah. need to get on Reddit because people are drawing fan... Like fan art up the wazoo with Spider-Man and Daredevil together. That's amazing. It is amazing. As soon as I read that, it may be one of my favorite movies of all time if they do it right. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be amazing. I'm in. I am so in. Fighting in Hell's Kitchen. I always thought it was funny, though. Spidey um, and If you watch like the old the Spider-Man Devil. cartoons from the 90s, Daredevil would show up quite a bit. 
And he would basically be swinging around with his batons, the same as Spider-Man f- swinging around on his... Um, How? Webs. It just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. They won't do that. No, in a they, movie, in a movie, but they got it. See, that's the thing. That's not, that's How why Daredevil is so difficult yeah. to do in a movie. It's so difficult when you have other heroes and other. Well, villains. it's not difficult to do on his own. It's not difficult no. to do in the TV shows. No, obviously. but when you get to compare him next to a superhero that shoots webs, yeah, yeah, that's, and is as strong as you know a spider. Yeah, in comparison to body size. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited, more excited than anything in the world. I, I don't care how they do it. I'm sure they're going to put something together that I will enjoy. They'll figure it out. I am not hard to They please. figured out a way to do, uh, what's his nuts, Mysterio, and that was great. They did. Wasn't that so good? Yeah. Did you see my post about Spider-Man work from home? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I stole that off Reddit as well. I don't know who the creator was, but props to you, bud, because that was amazing. <laughs> You're supposed to credit those people. I did. Okay. Yep, it's in the post. <laughs> all right. Uh, any other news? That's all I had. All right, what have you been watching? I got a couple things. Oh, my you gosh. You can go first. Hulu is on fire, Christopher. Hulu is on fire, Jerry. I love everything Hulu is doing. Man, I've been searching through the shows on there. There's like 10 of them I want to watch right now. Uh, there's some movies on there I want to watch. But the the two shows I have delved into and have stolen my life uh, are apparently a week to week show because I only made it to three episodes and then I've, I have to wait. The first one being a show called Dave. Okay, so that is number one on my what I've been watching list as well. Did you start it? And I am in love with this show. I am so in love with this show. It is so good. It's like... The character from Silicon Valley, like the awkwardness of that Thomas Middleditch, but in a rapper and a little better than him, uh, you know, as a as a rapper, like a white rapper, and he's just awkward and funny. He's very abrupt. And you know, like, this is uh, based on that guy's yeah. real life. Yeah, he. I know it's his name's Dave something B something, but he has a rapper persona named Lil Lil Dicky. And he's on YouTube. He's a, he's an actual rapper. He does things, and he's made he, he's been made famous from YouTube because of videos that he's made. And uh, he's very good at rapping. It's very. He's uh, also a very good actor, and he's super funny. He is so funny. And that third episode is unbelievable. <laughs> blew me away. Like it absolutely. Now this is not a and children's show. And it has some show. heart to it too. It does, but it it's not a children's show. Wouldn't call it family friendly in the least. Oh no! no, um, no, no, no this no. is a after the kids go to bed, you watch it, you know, with your husband or with your wife or w- whatever, or maybe alone, whatever you do. Uh, but you will laugh your ass off at this show because it's just so great. He's so awkward. Yeah. And him meeting like other rappers and just not knowing what to do and just bumbling around. Is so great. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a really awesome show. I can't say enough great things about it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's I, my, probably my favorite show on right now. I literally binged through the first three episodes that are available and then was like devastated to find out. I that was week too. To week. I think there might be one tonight though. No, I thought it came comes out on Wednesdays. Oh, no. 
I thought it could, no, I thought like la- did you watch four episodes of it? No, I only watched three. So there's a new one so out I tonight. I think there's a new one out. Yes. Yeah, because I want to go watch that Such immediately. Such a great show. Uh, the next one. Do you have another one that you've been watching? I, I have a bunch, but go ahead. Well, you talked about this last week that oh, yeah. I started watching. That's one of mine too. Devs. Yeah. Holy smokes. I love this show too. This one blew me away in and a these completely are, opposite way that You Dave gave did. credit all to Hulu, but these are FX shows. They are, but they're FX. They're presented by FX. So they're not on that station FX? I don't know. It says in an FX presentation or an oh. FX production. Okay. Is what it I didn't says. Know that. Uh right before they start playing it says an FX production. Yeah. Whether that means they go on FX or not, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm watching them off Hulu. Devs is a weird um It's intense, man. Intense, strange show that at first I, I didn't know if I'd like. Uh but I have to keep watching it. Yeah. It has drawn me into where I'm like really wondering what's happening. There's this huge statue of a child in the middle of the woods that is strange, and I think it has a purpose, like an overarching purpose. I think. I have no idea. Um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman is very strange, and he looks completely different than you'd ever expect. It's very good. Incredible. He's an incredible, like he, you believe him when he speaks, but there's just this underlying thing with him and what they're developing and creating. And then it's just weird. It feels like Westworld to me in a way, but way better. Yeah. Cause I was not really sold with the first season of Westworld, even at the, the end. That's fine. I mean, I, I don't know that you can compare it with the unbelievable production value of Westworld, but I'm not basing it on production right. value. I'm just saying on how I perceive the show. It, it seems similar in the way of like, you don't really know what's going on for sure. And you don't, you know that there's a bigger like overarching story to this. You just haven't got to it yet. And you're waiting for them to like give you any, they're, they're doing a really good job of building a world. Yes. And it's a world that you want to hang out in to try and figure out what the is going on right i i don't know it's kind of a mystery it's kind of a thriller it's kind of horror kind of yeah it's it's like it's a lot of suspense and thriller but in a slow pace yeah the sound track tracking effects that's that's exactly what makes you feel uncomfortable most of the time yeah is just this like ominous tone i think it's gonna change as it goes along a little bit. I think it'll speed up a little bit. Yeah, I do too. And I think it'll be a little more thriller-esque going forward than the first two episodes, which are very creepy, really. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that it's... When I say slow or like it takes a while, I don't mean that in a negative. I just mean like the pace is slow, but throughout the whole experience, you're wondering like what the heck is going to happen next? And yeah. why did he do that? And then this video was honest, was played in reverse. Okay, what happens after that? Just, I don't know. There is a lot more to that, and you need to get on Hulu and watch this show, and you definitely need to watch Dave because that's a treasure. Yeah. Um, those are the two big ones. What do you got? Um, well, those. Um, I watched the, well, there's a one show that I've been super sucked into. Me and Cash have been watching it called Lego Masters. I started that last night. Yeah, it's a... Uh, 
It's a competition reality show uh, for people building Legos with Will Arnett as the host, and he is great. I was just going to say, I tell you what. He is like the best part about it. The best thing about this show is Will Arnett hosting, and the way they kind of give you a like a a behind the scenes feel. Yeah, it really does feel like behind the scenes and he's honestly like just on all the time. He's just a super funny guy. I don't think there's really much of a script there, there for him no, either. I don't think so. He's just speaking. Yeah. And uh they had a they had a guest on there. What's her name? Ramy or Malik? Ramy Bal- Malik? Bali Mal- Malik. She's the girl Blossom. Okay. She's got a super strange. Rami Malik is no, I know. totally not that person. I, I understand that, but she's got a name like that. And yeah, she was Blossom. She was on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Um, it's like, I can't even, I can't even think of it. It's like so strange. Um, it's Mayim Bialik. Mayim. Okay. Do you see where I got that then? Yeah. I mean, it's not that weird of a name. It's just Mayim Bialik. Come on. <laughs> right. Hear that every day. Uh, she's super smart too. She's like an incredible. Uh, yeah, she's like a neuroscientist. Yeah. Anyway, she was on there, and they were literally having a conversation on the stairs. That's the only episode I haven't seen, by the way. Oh, really? I my DVR didn't record that one, so I haven't watched that it's on one Hulu. episode. I know. I just haven't watched it yet. Just watch it on Hulu. I will. I just haven't yet. I mean, watch the whole series on Hulu. Why are you recording it? Because uh, I don't like watching commercials. Oh yeah, Hulu has those. Yeah. That's, it kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, that's a fun. That's a fun show, but it's it has not sucked me in. I fell asleep during it. Oh man, I love it. I love seeing what these people build, and I like how the show is. It's really fun. It's just a really fun, fun show. I enjoy it a lot. What I would call these Lego masters is like engineers. Some of them, not all of them. I feel no. I I know some of them are le- legitimate engineers, but. I feel like you're an engineer to be able to craft what they Oh, yeah, make. yeah. I mean, yeah. There's some really... Stick with it. You have not even come close to the best episodes. Oh, no? Are no. you done with it? I'm up to date. I think it's still airing. Oh, how many... There's only been six, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I watched four of them last night. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, then you got the gist, but I really enjoy it. I love that show. It's pretty good. Yeah. And the other one I've been watching... Um, I watched the season finale of Avenue 5, which I've really enjoyed this show the entire season. Um, it was the season finale last week. Um, I really like the cast a lot. Uh, Hugh Laurie and Josh Gad and everybody on it. Um, it has its ups and downs in general. I was a little disappointed, frankly, by the season finale. I, I'm, I don't want to give anything away. I was a little bit disappointed in the season finale, but not because it wasn't good. Just because it's not what I wanted to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. But um, in general, I really, really like this show. It's really funny. And it's totally worth watching. Is it? Yeah. Because it wasn't it getting kind of slammed by critics? Yeah, I didn't get very good reviews. But, you know, whatever, critics. I thought it was yeah, entertaining. It's, here's the deal. It's a dark comedy. It is. So if you don't like dark comedy, which a lot of people don't. I don't know why. It's not a general mainstream kind of comedy that... It's not like funny, haha. It's like, let's laugh at dark things in misery. Yes. And sarcasm, you know. And that's kind of stuff I enjoy. So I really, really enjoyed it a lot. The other one that I just started, uh, because 
everybody is telling me that we have to watch it over and over again. Yes. I finally am like, you know what? I got, I got to. I have to sit down and watch Altered Carbon. I started it as well uh, last week. It's so I can't. I'm having a very difficult time. Yes. I don't know. I cannot get into these episodes. Like the first, I think I've watched, I've tried to watch the first three a hundred times now. Yeah. I, I just can't do it. I don't know what is, what I'm believe, not getting about this show. I think I'm on the fifth episode. I think it, I can't remember if it's the third or the fifth. I don't know why those numbers stick out to me, but um, it's an, it, have you seen an episode where he, I can't remember the main character's name, but he was like captured and they're torturing him. I don't know. I think it's the fifth episode. They're torturing him and whatnot. That's, I think I've only seen the first two now. It's pretty, that's pretty interesting, but it's just so repetitive over and over again. Like, I don't know. I felt like they could have went a different way, but I completely agree with you where it has not. I don't know why, what I'm missing. I really don't. Cause everybody's telling me how great it is. Yeah. And I mean, it, all the elements are there for something that I would really enjoy. Everybody keeps telling me that how great the second season is, but honestly, I never heard anybody speak about the first. Well, I mean, dude was here and told us that we needed to watch it, but I've never heard him speak about the first season before this or anybody else I know. Right. But now that the second season came out, everybody's like, oh, second season Ultra Charmin so awesome. So maybe it's just the second season that's good. Maybe. And maybe we just need to trudge through all these episodes in the first one. Or just skip it. Yeah. Or just kind of go to the last two maybe and watch those. I don't know. I'm going to keep trying. I got I got not a lot else to watch right now, so I'm going to try it. Yeah, and now that they're making us wait week to week for shows. Yeah, for but like Dave dumb. and Devs I find vastly more interesting and superior. So do I. As far and as well as Avenue 5 and you know, all of those. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. That's the theme song. It's, uh, oh God, it's so good. All right, what, what else you got? <laughs> so great. Uh, what else did I have? Um, I've watched a lot of MasterChef. I love MasterChef. I've watched like the last three seasons just for the heck of it. Um, because I missed those in my cord cutting days. You know, I'm a cord cutter, right? Yeah, an you umbilical know, cord cutter. Cut the cord. Three you just times. hang around in the hospital cutting umbilical cords. I've cut the cord four times now. Three umbilical cords and one satellite cord. Yeah. That's all. Um, but anyway, so I, I haven't seen MasterChef since then. I watch it all the time. Used to. Um, so I decided to watch the seasons that I missed. They have them on Hulu. And it's so good. I love it. The newest show that's coming out, I can't remember if it started this week because I missed it if it did. But it's definitely starting next week is Top Chef. Oh, okay. And Top Chef is one of my faves. Cooking competition. What, what, what channel is that on? That's a Bravo show. All right. I'll but they also have that on Hulu. So I will be watching it. I'll check that out because have I haven't, I, I went back to start Hell's Kitchen the last season, the one you told me to watch. Yeah. And uh, the All Stars. Yeah. I love Gordon Ramsay and I like Hell's Kitchen. But the people on it are really obnoxious. They are. On that season particularly. I've seen other seasons I And enjoyed. they did that completely on purpose. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they picked all tell. of the people that didn't like each other just so that it would create extreme drama. 
I mean, when they call it... I do it, like the dishes that they're making, though. They call it an all-star competition, but yet they picked, like, six of them from the same season because none of them liked each other. Right. Well, that seems silly. Like, you've had 10 years, and out of the 10 competitors, you're going to pick six from the same season? Right. That's stupid. Yeah. So, obviously, that's what they were doing. But, yeah, the, the food that they make, really, really good. Yeah. It's a, it is a really good competition once it gets into it. Um, and it's very interesting on who wins, but hmm. I like it. I like, I like everything about that show. But MasterChef's amazing, but Top Chef is just above all of them. It's above all the other chefs. Did, have you ever watched Top Chef? No. Hmm. You've never watched a single season of Top Chef? No. Dude, you are so missing out on exquisite food. Really? Oh, this is like legitimate cooking to its finest. There's no... There's no production there like it is on these other shows we've been talking about. Like, although they're so overly produced to create drama and whatnot. So it's like Lego this, Masters, but with cooking. This just shows you the cooking. They all live in the same house. They all co are competing against each other, and sometimes they're on teams. But it's just a different level of production to where it's like legitimately showing them cook the food. And it's at such a high level that... I don't know how they create the dishes they do when they have like very limited ingredients sometimes or other times they have all the ingredients in the world and they have to create such high level dishes. It's just amazing to me. I mean, I think my problem in general um, is just with cooking shows. Yeah. I love cooking shows. Yeah. But I feel like when the frugal gourmet went off the air, it just like really went downhill. Like after nothing that. could match that level of excellence for me. Did you ever watch Channel Eleven as a child? Yeah, that was Frugal Gourmet was on Channel Eleven. That's what I figured. But I'm I was not just making joking. Sure. I loved that show. What about that uh, Cajun cook? Did you ever watch that Cajun guy that um, used to cook? I don't remember I don't his remember. name, but it was like Cajun cook on PBS. Yeah. Um, Justin Wilson. That's the guy. Yeah. I do remember now that I see the guy's picture. Yeah. He was amazing. He had like a catchphrase and I can't remember it, but it was an older gentleman. He always, excuse me. He always wore suspenders. Yeah. And he could cook some shrimp. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I love the frugal gourmet and the guy's name was Jeff Smith. Apparently I didn't know that. Um, anyway, and, uh, uh, Yan Can Cook. Yan Can Cook. I don't remember that. You never watched Yan Can no, Cook? No, I don't think so. That one was by far the best. He was by far the best. He always used a huge... Uh, like a wok? Well, yeah, he used woks and other pans, but the knife, it was like a, a butcher's... Yeah, now that I see the picture, I, I remember seeing it when I was a kid. Yan Can Cook. I don't remember watching it a lot, but I, I did And he that. every time he'd like chop things, he'd say... Yeah, and he'd like make, you know, like kung fu noises basically while he cooked. I do kind of remember that. He was awesome. He was a really good. He's a really good chef. I think he just passed away actually recently. With he had some, he got some cancer. We should do like the top cooking shows of all time. Yeah. Now that the more I talk about it, I keep thinking of different shows that I used to watch. Even as a kid. There was cooking shows. Did you ever watch Julia Child, like old Julia Child? Yeah, occasionally. Not like all the time, but I did. She's I really her. good. Yeah. I've got a Julia Child cookbook that is... I have one as well. The shiz for simple food. 
like simple food that you can make at home that is so good. Little things that you don't even think about doing. Yeah, because like you just have to have ingredients. I was just going to say the biggest thing about it is making sure you have the ingredients. Because if you open this book and you're like, oh, I'm going to make this regular old chicken dish. And then it's like you need a turnip. Well, I don't freaking buy turnips. Okay. Today I'm going to have to go buy turnips. I made some. uh, I used to make um, chips out of turnips. Oh, no. Never mind. That was rutabagas. Oh, a good rutabaga, man. I actually bought a mandolin slicer so I could make rutabaga chips. I've never bought a mandolin and I need one. Seed and Top has a mandolin and yeah. I need to get one like that. Well, yeah, like when back in the day when I was like hardcore doing the no carb thing. Yeah. That's why I would. Um, so rutabagas don't have no carbs in them? I feel like they're starchy as shit. Seeing as how no. if you make a good rutabaga puree, you'd never notice the difference between that and. <clears throat> Well, turnips too. That and potatoes. Yeah, and then I made mashed turnips. Yeah. Or was it parsnips? Parsnips. I don't remember what it was. Parsnips are like a potato. I had to like boil them and it was a whole thing. But I feel like you wouldn't make any of those things on a low carb diet. Yeah, well, I did. Okay, so, so deal so you, with it. But okay. they're very, uh, it's very bitter. Well, don't you have to blanch them in water first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't remember if it was the rutabagas or the other one, the turnips. One of them um, is super bitter, but only some people can taste the bitterness. It's genetic. It's kind of like the asparagus pea. Did you know that? That's a genetic thing. It is? Only some people can, when you eat asparagus. Because I've never had that. I've never had a situation where my pea stunk. But your pea did stink. You just can't smell it. Oh, really? Correct. Yeah. Then does it really stink? Yes. How do you know? Well, because other people can smell it. You just can't. But I've never had anybody come in and smell my pee, so how do you know that's true? I guess I don't. It's like the whole tree falling in the forest thing. Yeah, like does a bear shit in the woods. Right. Does he? Asparagus pee genetic. When you do like 23andMe... It will tell you whether you have the genetic variant to have stinky pee. Well, I know my pee stinks. After you eat asparagus, some people notice that their urine has a strong, unusual odor. This was first first thought to result from genetic, genetic variation in whether or not sulfur compounds in asparagus were secreted into the urine. Oh, I need to, I should just open the article before I start reading. Probably it. should, yeah. Um, That'd be a good idea. Uh, but... With the allele for secreting being dominant, later it was suggested that everyone secretes the compound in their urine, but only some people can smell the compounds. Better controlled experiments have shown that there is variation in both traits. Some people secrete the compounds in their urine but can't smell them, while some people don't secrete the compounds but can smell them in other people's urine. This complicates... This complication means that the ability to smell stinky compounds in one's own urine after eating asparagus is not a simple genetic trait. Hmm. It's not known whether the two separate traits, secreting the compound and being able to smell them, have a simple genetic basis. Huh. So I guess I'm kind of right and wrong about the whole thing. Yeah. It does say that only certain people can smell it. And only certain people secrete it. Yeah. So whatever. Interesting though, huh? That's probably what I told you why, you know, I didn't smell my own because I don't secrete it. But I do with coffee. Holy smokes. What? If like if I drink a a lot of coffee and then pee, it smells like coffee. Really? Yeah. 
I've never noticed that. Mine does big time. It's weird. Um, it's yeah, a rutabaga and turnips too. Some people can't taste the bitterness, but the people that can taste the bitterness, it's unbearable. And that's what you thought. Um, yeah, they they tasted bitter to me. The rutabaga oh. chips were not edible. Oh really? No, it was a fail. What about Marley? Um, she didn't like them either. Okay. Did you fry them? I baked them. Baked them. Okay. So maybe it had something to do with the baking process. But I think, I mean, they weren't like, because I made mashed turnips too, and they were a little bitter, but I actually, I actually like those. So. Well, I mean, rutabagas and turnips are different. They're very similar though. Well, they might be similar, but parsnips and potatoes are similar too. A rutabaga is a cross between cabbage and a turnip. Between cabbage and a turnip. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Who did that cross, I wonder? Oh, well, Dr. Rutabaga. Of course. Of course it would have been. He discovered this all. Don't you know? Have you went and saw the new uh, Pixar movie yet? Oh, yeah. Onward? Yeah, I saw it when I was going to the shutdown movie theater, Jerry. No. There are I mean, no movie theaters. It's been out for a while. Amy went and saw it with the boys. Really? No, I didn't see it. I heard it was really good. Got good reviews, made yeah. a bunch of money. I wasn't, I didn't go with. I Suffered didn't. a disastrous fate at the hands of COVID-19. Of course. Actually, that's a big thing because so did Bloodshot and a yeah. couple other movies like are being destroyed because nobody can literally go and see movies. Yeah, yeah it's a huge like, problem. That's a huge, a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Golly, what do we do? Dude, we're in a whole new world now. A whole new world. I usually do that. That's where we'll be. Right? She does say that at the end. Yeah. A wondrous place for you and me. That's pretty good. Um, No, yeah, we're in a whole new world, Jerry. I swear, things are never going to be the same. Kevin Bacon combats... Coronavirus with six degrees social distancing campaign. <laughs> oh, that Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he's an idiot. When is he making his Marvel Cinematic Universe debut? Because I would enjoy that. He has already, hasn't he? No, he was in the X-Men movie. but That's what it was, X-Men. Yeah. Well, I mean... But he'd be a great villain. He basically made it then in the X-Men He'd movie. be a great villain in the MCU. I don't want him as a villain. He could be like um, a Spider-Man villain of some kind. He could be Norman Osborn. Why are we doing that still? Why do we continuously have to do Norman Osborn? Well, it can be because he's the biggest, probably one of the biggest Spider-Man villains. Who cares? So you don't want to ever see another Green Goblin? Mm-hmm. You don't ever want to see another Dr. Octopus? Doc, Doc Ock? Ock? Yeah, on. Doc Ock would be fine. I don't, I'm not real intrigued with Green Goblin. He's fine, but I don't know. There are so many better characters than that. Like who do you want? Um, I want to see Venom in there for sure against Spider-Man. Uh, I want to see who else? I guess I don't really know very many villains from him. Well, we already saw oh, uh, Hobgoblin, I would see, which we saw once. We saw him once and what? Yeah. Isn't that what, uh, the one guy turned into in Spider-Man three? No. Oh no. He turned into Venom. Like the goofy guy. He was like Topher Grace. Yeah, remember when he was like all ragged looking? Yeah. No, didn't one of them turn into Hobgoblin? No, no, they haven't done Hobgoblin in the movie universe, and he's kind of a he's kind of a B list villain. Really, I yeah. like him. He's just like a hired thug. 
Is he? Yeah, I mean, he gets like, he's like a hired thug. Start naming some villains. Let me see if I remember. All right, Chameleon. Meh. Uh, Vulture, we've already seen. Yeah, absolutely, great one. Uh, I would see him again in a heartbeat. Tinkerer. No. Doc Ock. Yes. Sandman. We could see oh, another yeah. Sandman. Oh, yeah, give me some Sandman. We had him once, though. I know. And uh, it was good. I liked him. Lizard, we saw him once or twice, maybe. Um, the Living Brain. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. I don't know what that is. Uh, Electro, we saw him once. It was terrible. Um, yeah, not good. Mysterio, Green Goblin, Craven. They could do Craven, the hunter. Yeah. Who would play him? Um, David Harbour. You think so? He can't now. Nah. He's the Red Guardian. Um, I don't know. Somebody huge. Somebody big and muscular and manly looking. The Rock. Harry. Oh, the rock's not Harry. This is gonna be, he's Russian, right? Sure. Yeah, he's Russian. So Sergei Kravinov. Ivan Drago. Yeah, there you go. Um, Scorpion. We got, um, let's see, I'm trying to find people that you would notice. Uh, Rhino. Ooh, I do know Rhino. He that was in cool. one of the movies at the very end. Was he? Yeah, in one of the um, Amazing Spider-Man movies, there was... What's his name in a, in a like mechanical rhino? Suit. Yes, I remember that. Uh, right at the end, um, what's his name? He's like I don't remember who played him, but I remember the suit and him running through a wall. It was Paul Giamatti. Yes, it was Paul yeah. Giamatti. Um, yeah, Shocker, <laughs> Kingpin, obviously, um, Silvermane. I so bad want to see um, Vincent. I always say his last name wrong. D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Okay, we got Morbius. We got... Morbius will be great because that movie's coming out this year. They should definitely do Black Cat. I can't believe they haven't done that already. Um, Hobgoblin, of course. Well, you told me he's like a B-lister. Yeah, he is. Um, Venom, Carnage. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch more. There's tons more. I mean, there's an unlimited supply of Spider-Man villains. Yeah, there are. That's why I said, why do we have to do Norman Osborn every single time? It's it's like the argument with Batman. You know, all they ever want to do is the Joker or Catwoman. Like, that's all you want to... That's all they ever put in these movies. There's so many other characters you could pull from. They really should do Black Cat, though. That'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Um, well, that's strayed from what you're watching into something totally different, but that's fine. That's what we do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, not really. I have uh, an article we could go over about movie releases, but I doubt it's going to be accurate anymore. Mulan's supposed to come out March 27th. Ooh, they ought to push that back. I completely think that they would at this point push it back that's like next week they haven't done it and they have to they're not going to release it there's no movie theaters open exactly anywhere in this country like all releases have to be pushed back now right i would think so they'd be really dumb not to but yeah mulan disney is crashing and dying the first critics reviews had come out uh prior to everything being uh, closed or canceled and they said it's it's like more of an epic story than you can imagine. Oh, I, I want to see it. From so what I've, it looks amazing. From what I've read, they said, you know, even from the trailers, everybody's hyped about it being this big time 
you know, Disney story. And they're like, it's absolutely living up to that, even with no music. Yeah. Which I think is a phenomenal move on Disney's part, taking the music out of it and making it a legitimate story. Yeah. And I am very psyched for it. But now who knows when we're going to be able to see it. I think that's probably like my, probably one of my most anticipated movie releases of the year. Really? Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I would agree. Except for Dune. Oh, Dune. Yeah, yeah, Dune. I mean, that comes out in like November. Yeah. uh, But I got to, I got to pull that up now because I have to see that. See what? I got to see the which movies are coming out because there's a bunch of them actually that you would want to see. I mean, it doesn't, no, no movie's going to come out till like all right. summer. Yeah, I know. We're on a moratorium here. A moratorium? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's like a, you don't know what a moratorium is? I guess not. It's like a waiting period. It is? Yeah. It sounds like dead. Like something's dead. No, it's a, a temporary prohibition of activity. It's like the actual perfect word for what's going on. Really? Yeah, we're having a moratorium. This isn't it. Where did I put it? As thrilling as this is, um, next week we are going to do Snarf Madness Sweet 16. Yeah, Sweet 16 is so, coming up. This is going to be a big one. It's going to be hard. This is where we get down to the nitty-gritty, and Chris and I have to do some serious soul-searching. Soul searching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we'll actually uh, we'll give you guys an update on scores, who's winning, who's leading. Um, do you remember how many points you get for the Sweet 16? We go 1, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, okay. right? No, that's not right, but... I think we went up like by two incrementally, except for the first round. I've told Jerry eight times to just fig- the look back in the old episode. That's what we you. did. You that, looked it up? Yes, that's what we did. We went one, two, four, six, eight. Okay, and you get 10 points for picking the champion? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, you're going to start racking up some real points then going forward. Right. Incrementally, you get a ton more. That's why I said first round... I mean, even if you think you're behind a little bit, oh yeah, you can make mean, that up big time nothing. later on because that's what happened last year. We had some people that were way behind, and then the last two rounds, they picked them all correct and blew past everyone and ended up winning. Yeah, but I mean, like you're going to have a difficulty right now if you hadn't picked a Daredevil or yes, if yeah, if you didn't. If you didn't pick Daredevil, Batman, uh, Spider-Man. But you never know. You you never know. Things can change a lot. That 10 points at the end makes a huge difference, too. But, yeah, I mean, I I would assume most people have picked those. We really haven't went over all of the brackets uh, to look at what you guys have picked yet. But uh, I'm assuming you guys have picked those main names. Uh, It'll be the in-between names that even we were kind of weary about that are going to make the difference. I I just picked a random random bracket. Yes. I just want to see how somebody's doing. Okay, random bracket. Um, It's Kirk Blaze. Yes, I work with him. Okay. Um, He's doing pretty good. He's told me about some mistakes that he's made along the way. He's definitely made some mistakes. Um, But if you look overall, yeah, he's kind of... It's interesting. 
but there I've, I've heard from a lot of people recently that they've made some mistakes and we're surprised at picks that we've he's made. in pretty good shape though. Um, I think getting to the sweet 16, he's going to be in pretty through a lot of people with the she Hulk pick with, without making the she Hulk. Yeah. Pick. That's a little surprising to me. I don't know. I mean, I know, I think it's just cause we just talked, we about literally She-Hulk. had just talked and about she Hulk being yes. us. We of course like over exaggerated, like how much we love she Hulk. Right. More than we probably and should. I got really like intense about the newest run of She Hulk and how great she's going to be and all this kind of stuff and yeah. how she's got such great content. And then when we went and ranked them, we're like, well, we haven't really read much about her. I haven't at least, which is true. I haven't. Actually, I'm not going to look at any more brackets but because I haven't picked mine and I don't want to like somehow be silently influence myself, subconsciously influenced by the players. <laughs> So make sure you're following along. Next week's the Sweet 16. If there's anything that you want us to talk about, shoot it our way. Um, there's not a lot of stuff going on right now because no. everything's like shut down. So if you have ideas of stuff you want us to talk about, let us know. Um, and head on over to patreon.com slash comics and check it out. We just released a new Patreon episode. Yeah, brand new episode was just released uh, a week ago. Yeah. And uh, a lot. I sent out stickers to the, all the patrons. We had a big revelation in that episode. There was a... I had to get on my hands and knees and beg forgiveness for Jerry for making horrible, horrible mistakes. Mistakes were made, Jerry. You made huge mistakes. And you were right, and I was wrong, and I had to admit it on air. It was humiliating. He made a crack judgment right off the bat uh, uh, about a movie that he was just... I made one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Really big mistake. So I reveal all that right there in that Patreon episode. Your mistake has been rebuked. Yes, it is. Yes. But you will never know if you don't subscribe at patreon.com. Get on comics. that Patreon. Um, Get involved, people. We want you to be involved with Snarf Comics, right? Yeah. Also, check out our website. We release a blog um, article every week that's basically a recap of the show. But we're happy to put up anything if you have anything interesting that you want to write. you got all this time. A lot of people have time sitting at home right now. Yep. If you want to, well, first of all, I would encourage you to read some of these amazing comics that we're always talking about. Because a lot that of people is always say to us, they're like, hey, I want to read this, but I just never seem to find the time. Hey, now you got some time. Now you definitely have the time to do it. And it's- if you're just completely lost on your own, just in a world of loneliness and you need help and guidance, we can tell you some stuff to read or watch on TV. Yeah, or just give you general guidance. Yeah especially when it comes to cooking or comic books. And we can, we'll invite you over to hang out. No, we won't. No. you. Well, I mean, you can stand outside my window. Yeah. Uh, but you ain't coming in my house. We will treat this with all the desperation of a zombie apocalypse. I mean, that's, that's apparently what's that's going what on. That's what we're being told to do. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. Except there's no zombies, Jerry. Yet. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. This virus could take hold. And instead of the virus coming from outer space came from a wildlife market in China. Bats. Bats infecting pangolins? Listen up here. Why are... No, a guy ate a bat. No, that's not what happened. I thought he ate a bat. Um, so what happened is um, there's this animal, and I'm trying to look up the name. I know what a pangolin is. They're like pangolin. an armored, armored looking... It's like an armadillo. Yeah. So Big. I, I mean, I don't know why I rehash all this, but they got these wildlife markets. They got yeah. this taste for exotic wild meats in, Wah- in China. Or 
Wuhan, all over China. China. They're all over. But the Wuhan market, look at that. It's got wild shit in there. Yeah, pangolins are often smuggled into China where there is a demand for meat and scales. They use the scales for Chinese medicine. They're an endangered species. Shouldn't be doing it. It's illegal. Anyway, they bring them into these wildlife markets. Wild game is wild. Yes. Um, it's not something to be screwed around with. But what they do is they bring them in these markets and alive. This is part of the problem, right? Oh, okay. These are live markets. These animals are alive in these markets. All kinds of animals. Uh-huh. In cages, right next to each other, on top of each other. Oh, my um, gosh. So live bats, which bats carry a lot of diseases. So many diseases. Um, it's like a, a bigger mosquito. Yeah. Um, live pangolins. Um, and so and pangolins just so happens, the okay. animal themselves is one that's like a magnet for disease and viruses. That's just, they have very weak immune systems. Strange. So they bring in a bat, um, the bat virus yeah. mutates somehow and infects a pangolin. Okay. And that virus then gets taken to this pangolin's body, which doesn't have a very good immune system, propagates like crazy, somehow transmits to a human. That's what happens. Well, they had to have eaten it or something, right? No, you don't have to have eaten it, I don't think. They might have, but I don't think you have to have eaten it um, to get a virus transmission that way. So a lot of the problems that's going on right now is viruses that are jumping species. They're never meant to be in pangolins because they don't have any natural immunity to this bat virus. Right. But since they're such an immunodeficient animal in general, they get this novel virus comes, it gets them, blah, blah, blah. And then the virus jumps out from that animal to humans, which have no immunity to it because it's a novel virus for them. So the issue is when you take all these wild animals alive, stack them next to each other in close quarters with bunches of other animals and other people, and those animals are stressed out to the max, so their immune systems are shit. Yeah. Um, it's just a breeding ground for disaster. And this has happened like three times now because of this. They've all spawned from these wildlife markets, essentially. Now, I don't know about the bird flu. I don't know if that happened from a market or... But but they have other markets. That's the main way they shop in China. Yes. Um, like, there's no problem with, like, seafood markets or, like, markets where they're butchering animals. Okay. It's the live animals that are the problem. Right, because that's where the transmission happens. Yeah, and there's You're... stress and the animal. And it's... First of all, it's not really um, a moral thing to do in the first place. No. But... Um, so what really needs to happen is China needs to shut that shit down. And they have. They've said they're going to. Now. R- really? Going forward, they've said they're done. It's over. But they don't need to stop with the, the markets. There's a, there's a confusion no, the, there. People keep saying it's these Chinese wet markets. That's not what it is. A wet market is just a market. That's like your farmer's market. Okay. Except they would also have meat there and fish. It's like a market but of butchered animals. Yes. Um. I mean, a wildlife yeah, market. These you don't are, have to stop the market of selling food. Food, you have to stop the live market with animals stacked in cages to where the disease can actually be transmitted. You're not going to transmit the disease if the, all the animals are butchered, you know. And, and and I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. To a point, about I guess. That. That's at least what I understood about it. But you know, I don't think they actually even know what happened exactly. But right. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And look at what it's done. Unbelievable. Unprecedented. It is. It's crazy. 
So, all right. Well, check out uh, check out every week of Snarf Talk. Not just this week. Not just last week. All the weeks. Yeah, I've been listening back to some older episodes. Yeah. Um, and it's great. I just listened to the Bristol Renaissance Fair one. Oh, really? I haven't listened to that in a long time. Fun, interesting episode. Yeah, it's a fun, interesting experience yeah. when you go to the Bristol Renaissance Fair. Which might not happen this summer. Yeah, it may not. I mean, we've always went in like September, so it could possibly okay. happen. We'll see. All right, for Snark Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya.